0: Well, it finally happened. Coach Brent Venables is on the move, headed to Oklahoma to be head coach of the Sooners. To break this one down, brought in perennial guests of the show, Shaking the Southland crew, Alex, John, and Matt, and special guest, Chili, also known as William Childress, to break down this situation. Um, Looked at this from a few different angles. Just hit record and let it go. Um, Hope you all enjoy the listen. And as always, go Tigers.
1: Unbelievable. in the street it doesn't make-
0: everyone
1: yeah you know what good for Oklahoma it's um... yeah mm. I didn't yeah the, I it's, think like, I... it's like a breakup it's like a breakup where you're there's some maturity there there's some understanding it's like it still hurts but you're like you know I wish you the best yeah I can't I think...
0: also move to Norman Oklahoma so I guess this should end now kind of thing
2: uh, if we want to blame anyone do we want to blame Lincoln Riley or do we want to look a few steps ahead and blame Clay Helton for, uh, mm. you know, not getting fired until we didn't make the playoff and Venables nope. had more time to interview? Wait, 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 quick hot take. Can I blame uh, Jimbo Fisher?
3: Because oh, the, the, uh, the whole contract the whole thing wasn't really happening until Jimbo went to A&M and suddenly everybody's making $15 million a year. Hmm.
2: Like, have you seen Lincoln Riley's contract? It's absurd. I hadn't because they're... where'd you see it? Because like, everything I read was no, no, like, like it's I don't know. Been reported,
1: right? It's, it's, like, like,
2: it's like they're private. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: no, but it's like reportedly, it's like they're paying for his house and they're paying for this and this and this and oh, like his kids to go to college and he's got hundred and ten million dollars and it's like, what the fuck is happening?
4: I mean, everyone definitely category. a very sustainable
2: and healthy sport. Clearly. I mean, it's and not the like Congress
4: is literally looking into regulating how we spend the money and we can't stop spending the money because if you don't yep. pay players, you got to put... Like, literally, they're a non-for-profit in a viciously competitive zero-sum industry, which means that everyone has this incentive to spend the money, but you can't have a profit at the end of it. So, like, where else is it going to go? You can only build so many waterfalls. Did you guys see the Miami?
0: There's, like, a tweet talking about... Uh, the buyouts for Manny Diaz, what they're gonna be able to pay Dan Radkovich, what they're gonna pay Mario Cristobal, and pay out Mario Cristobal's buyout at Oregon. All of it is due to U Miami Health turning a massive profit this year, which I why do you guys that. think that happened? Man, the
1: healthcare Almost, system's awesome. Yeah, but I've I've seen that disputed too. Like there was somebody who worked for the UH healthcare system that was like, yeah, that's bullshit. Like don't listen to a sports guy tell you about like the the health like we lost money we lost money during COVID but I, I saw that same article where it said they got 400 million dollars so I don't know who to yeah read, but it's I mean it's either that or cocaine
2: <laughs> well I think you're oh, touching on it it a, it's both. either that it be or better. like I I read rich boosters which you know that's either athletes or cocaine Evan or, or a combination of both
0: Yeah, no, I think it was like Chris Vanny or somebody uh, tweeted out, and it was like, uh, "We're one big firing away from a hundred million dollars in just buyouts
3: this year." Mm. Uh,
0: not enough to pay the players.
3: I just nope. can't, man. Uh. All right, so so far we've let's take stock. We've
0: we've blamed this on Lincoln Riley, Clay Helton, I guess Jimbo, mm-hmm. and. A and M, let's call it just A and M. Their fan base's appetite for a winner, which he hasn't delivered that, but you know, won't sp- stop them from. We deliver anyway.
4: Every time Henry, yeah, every time A comes <laughs> up, I'm blaming the internal combustion engine.
2: I'm glad, man. I yeah, yeah. I'll blame time. I'll blame Ford for our over reliance on cars and building, you know, the American infrastructure based around the automobile instead of you know also humans. Yeah, oh but, yeah, yeah.
1: You know, I think you guys are. Uh, refusing to acknowledge the real fault of this, which was the Zapata Oil Company that was <laughs> run by George W. Bush in in, uh, in Texas, and it was a CIA front uh, operation. Mm. I mean, look. I do know about this, but history. I'm not
0: surprised even
1: a little bit. No, that's all true. It's George it's W's oh yeah, actually actually dad. It. Yeah, no, it's like, how
0: did this man own the Texas Rangers? Oh, I wonder.
1: Yeah. And and his dad helped, uh, had something to do with killing Kennedy. So. All you had to do was invade a couple of countries.
0: Undermine a lot of regimes
4: worldwide. Ipso facto, Brent Venable. Iraq route.
0: is doing great today, right?
4: They're doing fine. So George Bush is Houston nut, but like on an international scale. Sure. <laughs> there we need to some I was looking for.
3: Is George W. Bush technically
2: Houston nut? Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And don't worry, Ryan's already stopped listening by now. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, uh, to to bring us back
0: to the discussion of this, which I, I, I think we're all here, guys, for shared, you know, call it group therapy, call it morning. Um, we will certainly touch on, I think, in this conversation um, how great Brent Venables was for Clemson. I think, though, you know it's a, it's a good opportunity for us. Like there's so much up in the air still looking ahead to potential replacement candidates, future clumps, and everything like that. Um, so wanted to kind of talk through a little bit of that. All this stuff's obviously on or developing in real time. Um, but yeah, I mean, what we know at this hour, we don't have it. Looks like Tony Elliott is not gonna be the next head coach for UVA, potentially for Duke. Um, maybe I'll start just asking you guys like say what you will about Tony Elliott up until this point with this season, what we wanted for him in the future. But do you guys think there's any merit to him sticking around in terms of stability of the program or, you know, is it he should go get his next opportunity and we'll just replace an offensive coordinator too while we're at it?
3: Well, well, in some sense,
0: like with, like, a lot of what I wanted this year was change um, in any form because i feel like clemson's been kind of too monolithic in a long time and so i don't know i've been kind of grappling with that as as brent sleeves i'm just like well i guess we could probably keep tony elliott and not have a wholesale complete change that's just a you know throw you in the deep end kind of figure out what works but also i mean that could also be good <clears throat>
2: Yeah, John, I'm with you. I've, I've kind of waffled on the whole Tony Elliott question all year because it was like, you know, you could say this scheme has gone stale, but, I mean, look at everyone we had to replace. Look at all the injuries. And it was like a perfect storm of just exactly. cluster. And nothing was ever totally on Elliott, and just like it was never totally on DJ or totally on the offensive line. It was just a perfect storm of, of suck. And, you know, people were like, oh, Elliott should have left. His stock is falling. Well, no, it's really not. Anyone who's paying attention knows that he's still got everything that you know ads look for in a in a head coach if they know what they're doing and if he comes back I'll kind of be relieved because you know there's a little less turnover but if he goes I'll look at it you know optimistically and say oh good maybe now we'll bring in some some fresh ideas maybe hire from uh, without instead of within he's got uh, and <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah
0: I think my feeling that we've had about Elliott is like
2: maybe his
0: ideas are stale and that's not translating when we're in the playoff um you know to win playoff games but that that no longer really immediately seems like the concern. It's like well and also the- in some sense I've been like having to grapple with the idea of the last, you know, however many years, Clemson has started out looking like complete ass and then by the end of the year they're world beaters. Like we you know we beat Wake like it was nothing. And it's – I can't really blame Tony Elliott for following the same pattern that every single Clemson team has always followed. It just happened to be worse at the beginning. The
2: other It's thing crazy is, how like, it's well, – it's crazy how experience makes a, you know, a play caller suddenly look better. Experienced players, I mean, who've taken their lumps and grown a bit. 100%. Well, and it's like –
0: Trevor Lawrence taped over a lot of the issues where it's like, well, we don't have a great offensive line. Well, Trevor Lawrence is out here getting sacked and still throwing
4: dimes to T. Higgins or whatever. And
3: just Not like, everybody can do that.
4: The other thing with keeping Elliott is there's a way to get fresh ideas in without getting rid of the coordinator. Like There are still an ability to... Caldwell's the oldest coach on the staff and he handles offensive line. Like, that's not going to be an indefinite situation, especially without the offensive line as performed.
2: Um, well, he retired, but, right? I think so, yeah.
3: Yeah,
2: as far as like, I've heard. I don't know if that's, that's official like, yet, but it's been planned for quite a while. So, oh, no yeah. one's yeah, going to like, be surprised. It's good time, anyway. Like, it's he's old. No offense. offense old. Robbie, he's I know you're old. listening. Like, I just.
4: Well, I think that there's some value in trying to keep Elliott to maintain as much stability as possible, especially because we don't know that Venables isn't going to be taking some of his guys out of the door. Like a lot of our assistant coaches, like lower on the, <clears> the defensive <throat> level are really in demand. Todd Bates is one of the best recruiters in the country right now, and he's our yeah. defensive line coach, uh, not Oregon. Yeah, and they're
1: not retaining anybody. Um on the defensive staff at Oklahoma. And that was announced today. And they lost to, yeah. to A&M because yeah, of so so they've, like, they've got spots to fill.
2: If we lose week. Mike, Mike Reed or Todd I'm Bates, if, if we don't hold on to Mike Reed or Todd Bates, I'll feel a lot worse about this, you know, post-Venables era than I already do. I just got a text.
0: Uh, sorry, guys. I just got a text
2: that I haven't looked
0: at. Breaking yeah, Tiger Illustrated is talking about potentially Mickey Khan and um, Mike Reed oh, as co, oh, co- DCs.
2: Um, I'm good with good, Reed. Re- Reed is like, no, no, Reed, Reed is who he's we fine. need to keep. Khan I honestly can't say I know enough about. It seems like kind of a nepotism hire since he was like Dabo's buddy, but I'm sure he's qualified. Whether he's qualified as or, or plays, I have no teams idea.
0: Teams expert, I am uh, not thrilled if that's the case. Well, guys, let's, uh, let's, let's talk about what we lose with Brent Venables. And, like, you can say every superlative. It's obviously, okay, he coached linebackers. That can be potentially replaced with a hire. Uh, we need someone to run scheme. We need someone to lead in recruiting. And, obviously, run the entire you know, defensive strategy. Um, what it, I mean, from what we know about those coaches, I think Reed has been a superlative recruiter and a development guy. Uh, but they're probably going to have to bring in, I mean, obviously, a linebacker, linebacker coach, and probably some type of defensive scheme mindset, right? Well, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't believe any of those guys have defensive play calling experience. And I feel like you can be a great recruiter, but at the end of the day, when you're a coordinator, you need to know how to call a play.
2: Yeah, like they I don't. Know. They haven't called plays at the collegiate level, but Reed was the guy on on a Venable's hip every single yeah. snap last year, and well, previous years too. Other than Smotherman, of course, who was yeah,
1: <laughs> who was holding him pulling there. Reed, Is, is Smotherman going right, with
2: right there? I hope not. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be surprised if he's like who's going to hold Aaron him back. Aaron.
0: Yeah, exactly. And and Venable's contract, but I mean, they got some beefy dudes in Oklahoma. They could probably figure
3: it out. Bob Stoops. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, and like with with
0: Venables leaving, I I feel like a lot of what's lost is the, the play calling, honestly, just there is there's something to be said of, yes, Mike Reed has been on the tip the entire time, but he hasn't actually, you know, called a defensive drive where the game is on the line and all that kind of, you know, stuff. And but then again, was my, the my personal my personal favorite to to get the DC job is uh, Marion Hobby, and he probably hasn't called defensive plays either. So,
4: what do I know? I
0: mean, and I Benibus think we felt the same always... way when
4: Shad. Go ahead, Matt. Venable's is one of the most aggressive coordinators in the country, and that's going to be really interesting going forward. Are you saying we should bring in Todd Grantham? No. <laughs> really. no.
0: Oh no!
2: <laughs> Are we about to revert to the old Brian Van Gorder meme? <laughs> like we did, like the entire 2018 season, we just made fun of him in our little group chat. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, I feel it's like we time. probably
0: should do, like, who are the worst five
2: hires Dabo could make.
1: Ooh.
2: Will Muschamp. Let's get that out of the way. Right? I think Reggie Herring. <laughs> oh, man. Surely these youngins won't know who that is. I remember, sincerely.
0: Clemson defensive coordinator no, Michael Hamlin.
2: Was... Ooh. Clemson defensive coordinator James Skalsky.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, that one physically yes. hurt me when I saw that. Player coach James Skalsky.
1: Uh-huh. Yep, there it is. We found some more eligibility. <laughs>
0: you get one more year when you coach officially, like that. Uh, Even that Hunter guy, Renfro. Guy, is like,
1: When's this guy going to graduate?
2: Yeah. God, defense you, coordinator Hunter Renfro. Can you imagine if Renfro were a few years younger and he was one of the guys who took advantage of that super senior COVID year? Then all <laughs> the joke all the jokes that people made about him being 30, they, they would actually be kind of close.
1: Yeah. How old is he now, damn?
2: I, I think he's only like 25, 26. He's got to be 25.
0: Because I had a friend. His hairline's
2: not allowed to be that old. Yeah, it was 43 when he was 19, though. <laughs> 25, and he's also from Myrtle Beach. Yeah, uh, he's from soccer.: Oh,
3: yeah, there it is oh but like being
0: from myrtle beach is like being from vegas you're not going to actually be that crazy of a person
4: i mean vegas is an old mormon town exactly (laughs) like people that are from vegas are just like yeah i've never
0: gambled
1: in my life what are you talking about no that's a good point my brother and his wife live out there and they're just like no we live in like a suburb it's normal
2: they only invented North Myrtle Beach to distinguish it from the Southern Baptists. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um,
0: so guys, in terms of, and again, let's, let's say this isn't confirmed news about Khan and Reed taking over. Uh, I guess there's kind of two paths Dabo can go here. Promote from within, kind of keep one of the existing staff as a DC, potentially bring in new blood, maybe play callers or maybe Mike Reed's up to the task. Um, If we had to go outside, have you guys put any thought into, or obviously we mentioned some guys we don't want to come in, but who would you like to see Dabo consider here in terms of
2: names? I have no idea. I'm really at a loss there. Some of the names I've read just don't do it for me. Uh, I think we can go ahead and just kind of get the disclaimer out of the way that, you know, just because we've got co-coordinators with Reed and, and Khan, presumably, in the bowl game, that doesn't mean they're going to be promoted. I'd be fine if Reed is promoted to D.C. Um, I, I think I'd feel more comfortable about the defensive side of the ball staying in-house and trying to keep going with, uh, you know, the whole Venables school than the offense <laughs> promoting from within if Elliott Absolutely. leaves. Absolutely, yeah. I, I think it will end up being the other way around where, where Dabo will want to promote from within on offense and keep his general philosophy in place, with, and then on defense try and bring in a, a hot name. But I really don't know. Um, the name part, like, part of this is the timing. Part of this is the timing too,
0: right? Like either way, you need to solidify the existing recruiting class, which signs in about a week, and um, that's keep current part. guys. That's
2: why it has to be quick,
0: and keep current guys on the roster too. I mean, you you sort of need to recruit your own players at this point. Oh, and it's, it's, it's really like I'm seeing the lists and, and nobody makes me feel comfortable, which is the thing. Like, there's nobody out there that I'm just like, yep, that's the hire, right? Because it's like, oh, Mario and Javi would be cool, but like, I don't know if he's going to be any good. He hasn't been a defensive line coach for Clemson in whatever, five, five years.
2: years. Five years, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, and apparently and he didn't like, like recruiting. Yeah. yeah. And, but like, we do have people on the staff that are good at recruiting, so he wouldn't necessarily have to do that. But... Yeah, like then, then I see the other names that are on the list, and it's like Manny Diaz. I don't feel right. good about that
4: at all. Like, I don't that even... doesn't sound knew, fun. No, Manny Diaz thought that you could get away with three underneath defenders in the Big Twelve when everyone ran the air raid. Exactly. Like, like but maybe that he was, was okay not in Miami defensively, but like at Texas, it was a disaster. I did not. No, know. three underneath defenders versus the air raid. <laughs> we maybe should have seen that one coming. <laughs> Guys, how do you – so there, the program that deals with this way
0: more regularly than Clemson is Alabama, right? And I, I want to throw out there some names. You know, does Dabo take a book out of – or take a page from Nick Saban's book and think about let's get an established defensive coach in here. Maybe it's not for a five-year stint, but maybe it's to rehab someone's career. I mean, how do we feel about that approach where you could see a few guys fitting into that mold, like Charlie Strong – Gary Patterson. And there's reasons for both of those guys why I don't want them anywhere near our our team. Yeah, Um, but Patterson But they're proven.
4: I feel better about Charlie Charlie Schroying than Gary Patterson, yeah. Patterson I I just straight up don't think can coach in modern college football because his players I I think that he can't coach players who have options. I think (laughs) players have the option to tell him to go fuck himself if he threatens to send them back where they came from.
2: Yeah, you know, I got to say that a a lot of the whole doom and gloom I've felt since, you know, knowing he was going to leave and then seeing it was official last night, I've kind of had to pull myself back from the ledge because this really is one of the most desirable openings in college football right now. Not only because, you know, culture, rah, 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 you know, every people seem to like working for Dabo, but like we are still a premier program and we pay so damn well. And there's a track record of that that people that we aren't even considering, or that no one's really even considering when they start putting these lists together, those guys and their representatives are gonna start reaching out to say, Hey, but I might want to go work there. You know, it's a relatively Easy job for a power program, given the you know strength of schedule most years, uh, compared to the the talent we bring in certainly, and the fact we pay so well. Like, yeah, part of well, it was because Venables has earned it with a track record, but like, it's a really attractive opening. Well, those,
0: those dollars are in the budget still, you know. Well, right, right. Back, like Davo was not like this is if he takes a page out of Nick Saban's book, quote unquote, this would not be new for him. Like his previous defensive coordinators are. Um, the defensive coordinator at Oklahoma that spent years there and slowly got worse and worse. And then before that, it was the worst coach in Baylor football history. Mm-hmm. Like he, he's he's fine to retread people, but that's also part of the scariness is that you don't know where the retread's going to come from. You don't know if it's going to be any good.
4: Um, he's got another retreads, I've got an idea. Everyone who's ever worked with him loves him. He's got experience under oh, no. Nick no, Saban. No. Will
3: oh, Muschamp,
2: no. I know was coming. Yeah, you know, I—I I mean,
0: the re- mean, at least he didn't say Butch Jones.
2: No, not, <laughs> that would have been worse. That really would have been worse. I guess Kevin Steele I'm, has
1: Alex? learned a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> bring him back. Who do
3: we like? Who do we like least?
0: Kevin Steele, or Muschamp, Alex, Steele. Who do I? Who do I like least? Yeah,
2: like tell me both of those candidates why they could work. Uh, Will Muschamp, I don't think he ever wants to coach outside of the SEC. But if we told him, you know, we play two or, two or three SEC games a year, depending on, you know, whether LSU is in non-conference or A&M, and then, you know, we get one of them in a bowl game, he might convince himself this is, you know, the same level. Uh, I'll tell you why it won't work, though. He and Dabo really don't like each other. <laughs> really? Um, they, they really don't like each other. He uh, D- Davos a little too folksy, must champs a little too uh, I was <sighs> washed up jock who never kind of got over himself. Yeah, and yeah, there, you know, yeah. I don't think <laughs> Kevin Steele
0: feels the same about Dabo for different reasons, but well, Kevin Steele also has his Alabama state pension, so he's never going to do anything <laughs> ever again in his life.
3: Alright Matt, who else you got for us? <laughs> it's a written part.
4: No, it's hard because I think the thing that's really none of us would have looked at Venables as a home run hire before this, and Morris people were excited about, but like, again, he would not have been perceived as this like slam dunk, write articles about it type, you know. Coordinator hire. And part of why I am more concerned going forward than uh, like Alabama under Saban is Alabama and Saban have always had a really really strong grounding on one side of the ball and maybe Dabo has a grounding somewhere that we just don't know about I would imagine it's on offense based on the side of the ball that he's like played on and coached on the most but if we're bringing in a new defensive coordinator we might really be starting from scratch there and that's just where I would start to get concerned. Well, and like even that happened
0: with Venables where it's like, it wasn't clear that he was going to be any good until the Chick-fil-A <clears throat> Bowl against LSU. Like I, I was not confident in that hire until I saw Malachi Goodman like ruin people on that, that whatever day that was. Um, so I feel like it, like no matter what, it's going to take some time. And I, I guess, College football nowadays doesn't really allow for that kind of time. Yeah, I think the stakes are a lot different right now than in 2012, 2013 for Clemson. Just where, where Clemson was and where yeah, just where it the age of having like we've won two titles and now so people are like, oh, well, so you're going to be perfect immediately. And I I just don't think that's going to be the case with anybody. And so I kind of worry about that, where he's going to get his head called for in you know week four, and
4: nobody's ever going to support him again. Yeah, it's like yeah. we won two titles in the span of about five years. We have all of one other title historically.
2: Yeah, I th- I think what I, what I, I get what you're saying, John. It's like today's you know social media hot take. You know, make fun of everyone who doesn't win a title culture. I guess it's like if you don't win a title, it's like oh, you suck. That's probably partially why Brian Kelly left Notre Dame. It's like he thought he could never win there. Like win it all, and knew that that would define his legacy. So he's like, "I've got a better shot than doing so at LSU." And it's oh yeah,
0: he also killed that person.
2: Yeah, Brian that's Kelly did. He, he did winning. kill a guy.
4: Also, pretty directly led to a woman taking her life. Um, but besides that, that's a very Indiana to Baton Rouge move.
2: Yeah. And then he faked a southern accent.
1: Oh God, <laughs> family. My family, my family, right down in Baton
2: Rouge. That
1: was so bad.
4: I, forgive me if I'm wrong here, and I might be because I don't know Louisiana super well. But I didn't like how people in Baton Rouge talk. Oh no, that is absolutely like that,
2: that's a Southern accent for like like mid Georgia. That's what he I was. Think. He was trying to do much. the. Uh, he was trying to do the House of Cards thing. That uh, yeah Kevin, yeah. Like, Kevin that's Spacey a, accent. A, yeah, that's a, like, southern genteel man
4: kind of accent. The one yeah, that
3: that sounds is like not
4: vaguely, Louisiana. One that sounds, like, vaguely homosexual, but also homophobic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, and it's it.
3: also,
0: no, just reporting live That from, is Louisiana. ...Iula uh, Batry, Alabama. ...Catholicism, uh, honestly. That's not old. how
3: people sound.
4: Good to know. Yeah. Just Brian Kelly has a daughter who is got a senior semester left at Notre Dame, and I feel so <laughs> bad. For her. Oh no! I think I, I think I saw that somewhere.
2: That was really funny. He posted a TikTok about it. Yeah, actually, I have to give her credit for hysterical. You have to own that. What else can you do? Just <laughs> yeah, exactly. It.
3: No, oh, Matt, can't like: sulk?
0: You know some Notre Dame students, right, Matt? Like, are they are they really gonna give her shit?
4: matt uh i matt, think the fans notre dame yeah i have to uh honestly It's the thing the problem with notre dame at any given point is that there are just a lot of drunk young men on that campus who may not know how to act at any given point <laughs> young men yeah
0: i feel like they're the most walmart fan fan base there is it's sneakily oh absolutely no, when, when we when we beat Notre Dame in 2015, there were people standing at the Rock shaking our hands because we put on a good game, and that's the most Walmart fan thing you can do,
3: is pretending like you're a representative of the team.
0: God, that is awful.
3: Oh, yeah, no, I remember it vividly.
0: There was a hurricane overhead, and this man is, still, like, Walmart greeting the, the Rock as we leave.
2: I know people who've worked for the team who wouldn't do that shit. <laughs> I believe in Notre Dame uh, terms, it's called Subway Alumni, but I don't, know how, I don't know how they made it all the way down here unless they thought it was like the restaurant.
4: I don't even have Subway's in South Bend.
2: No, they don't. It's like a Northeastern Catholic thing. You wouldn't know, Matt. You're Midwestern yeah. Catholic. Matt, yeah, you,
4: exactly. you don't know anything. Else. My Catholics went to Arizona. Their Catholics went to Florida. I'm aware of the concept.
0: Oh god, that's too real. I know a lot of people that are my cousins from Illinois that went to Florida.
4: Yeah, no, the Florida or Arizona. I just—it's the Portillo's theory. Anywhere that a Portillo's has like managed to set up shop is just full of. <laughs> um. All
3: right,
4: guys.
0: I know people have tuned in to this podcast to hear optimism and positivity. So, um, I want to ask Uh-oh. you guys. <laughs> exactly. What is, <laughs> but what is, like, what is the best case scenario here in like, the short term? And then, I think we talked about, well, we haven't really hit worst case, but let's start with best case. Like, What do we think plays out here to, for damage control?
2: Short, best case in the short term is we don't lose any assistance to Oklahoma, namely on the defensive side of the ball. <laughs> we can start there.
1: We don't believe. Well,
0: and, like, yeah, well, and also that Mike Reed is like, yeah, I mean, if he becomes the play caller is a, a good play caller and it kind of turns into a post Chad Moore situation where it's like his disciples are just as good. And Chile, you're saying don't lose recruits. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Don't bleed out recruits. I mean, you yeah, know, there's going to be if they're ha- I don't know if there have already been, but, you know, we lost one. I know. That. Yeah. And that's going to happen. That's natural. Just like, you know. We have a ton of scholarships. We have like 32 or 34 available. 34. Um, yeah. yeah, you know, he's going to sign another tiny ass class and give, you know, his 3rd <laughs> nephew a scholarship or so. Just, I, I won't, I, I'll just slightly shift gears and say the best case scenario I can think of is that we see Dabo make some changes to his philosophy about transfers and. Uh, scholarships, Please. and if he's if he's open to that, then I feel more confident in whoever he chooses. I've been be I've been trying to be that
2: all year, and it's just the 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 hemorrhaging of losses just keeps continuing, and we haven't. Yeah, continued. and every single time someone brings it up, he just says it is what it is. It's like Dabo, you're down to. Fifty-four scholarship players. What are you going to do about it? I don't know. It, it just is a what it is. get
4: at receiver and no backup or quarterback on scholarship. Like we can't. Every single time someone mentions Hunter, Helms. Yeah, yeah, he, Hunter Helms, his little is the response: name of a "Conspiracy theory that someone came up with. You can't convince <laughs> me that's a real person. Hunter Helms is the name of a conspiracy theory that the UN is going to take our guns." He
3: came. And he came he into the game
4: into a couple this, weeks ago, and I actually had to Google him. No, I had to, too. I still don't believe that's a real person's name. And so,
0: and there is an element here of this could be just an insane year. I, like, we have 34 potential scholarship spots. That doesn't need to be – you don't need to bring guys in from the portal that are here two, three seasons. Like, perhaps you could. Perhaps you could find those guys. This could be just a one-year Band-Aid effort. I just – it's so far removed from Davos' strategy thus far. I just, we have 13 committed recruits right now with Keon. Well, and I feel like a lot of Dabo's recruiting strategy is predicated on the idea that people won't want to come to Clemson because it's a, you know, you can win here. And so, like, having a rebuilding year is not great for that strategy. Like, just off the top. Yeah, in a, in a way, those, those incentives are aligned, right? Right, John? Like, okay, like, bring in talented upperclassmen to continue the winning culture. Prove that to people, then get the freshman in moving forward. Yeah, yeah. well, and like, it's also like I i don't think if their strategy is to uh recruit their asses off, that will work because Google or Google, uh, Georgia
3: is just beating their ass on every single one of these recruits that they have a battle with. It's just, it's yeah,
4: and it's- infuriating for me for someone besides me. It certainly annoys me. That on the one hand, we have a basketball coach who cannot get freshmen and only gets transfers. <laughs> on the other hand, <laughs> we have a football coach who only gets freshmen and says... I'm football transfer portal specialist Brad Brownell. Thank you. Finally. someone. There's an that. idea. I was going to say we hire Hoyberg for it, but you know what?
2: I like that idea. I'm saying basketball that. head coach, Andy German.
0: Just do, do the trade. You know
2: what? That swap might be worth exploring. <laughs> At this point, wh- why not? What else is there to... Uh... Yeah, there's nothing to lose. Yeah. We've already got him on, on contract through 2026. So mm. It is what it is, man. Anytime, anytime someone <laughs> brings it up, down, I will
3: change it if I need to.
2: Mm. Well, guess what?
3: He said, he said that out loud, and the amount of people that threw that into my face, like that means anything at all. Yeah, so what does thir- it mean, John? Tell us. <laughs> it, it means uh, if I think there's a problem, I'll change, but he doesn't think there's a problem. Like, it's just plain and simple as that. Is that it's, it's people that have decided, oh, I've won two titles.
0: He's, he's fine. He, he knows what he's doing. Well, I mean, he's not perfect. He's
2: not a god. I, I think even, even he can't ignore You know, third on church signs. <laughs> I, think, I think even he can't ignore the fact we have 30 something openings and 13 recruits. I think he knows like we've either got to offer 40 people in the next, you know, week or we've got to start shopping.
3: Oh, absolutely. And, and, like, I, I, I think, like,
2: in my
0: ideal world, he, he has like woken up to this, but like, I, you know, he's so closed off that it's hard to.
2: Yeah. And one, one thing I've wondered I is. It when he does try to dip into the portal, I can't help but wonder, you know, let's say I'm a sophomore at whatever school I was considering Clemson and my recruitment went elsewhere and Clemson reaches out to me cause I'm in the portal. I would kind of think to myself, well, dang, you've bad mouth transfers for so long. Like what, like where this awful cancer that is going to infect your locker room, yeah. like, and now you're, you know, down 20 scholarship players and now you want me like, what? what's the deal? Am I like, do you need me or am I, am, am I just really something you're, yeah, yeah like, it, and you've spent, you know, years now saying how awful it is that transfers are a thing and now you need me and you want me like, what am I supposed to do? How Am I supposed to just like overlook all that and say, you know what, whatever, water under the bridge. Or am I going to say, you know what, <laughs> I'll just keep looking elsewhere, man. You don't want me here. You just want, you know, guys that are still two years, three years away from contributing because they're in 11th grade.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, like I've never been a high-level football player, but if I were to put myself in those shoes, I would not be interested in the guy that has been trashing
2: my specific situation for the last 10 years. You know. Yeah, it, it's almost like you're a a second class not citizen, but like like you've got baggage when you really don't. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Looking forward to those comments coming out as Dabo does take his first portal takes. You know, how does that how does that narrative
0: change? It's gonna be interesting. I'm like there there were two Virginia offensive linemen that entered the portal today and I if if Clemson doesn't at least offer them, I'm gonna be
3: Incensed. Like, it's, I'm not going to be happy at all. Because it's like all ACC level offensive linemen, and that's our biggest issue, obviously. And if
2: Clemson doesn't at least go for it, I don't know. Well, John, I wouldn't get your hopes up.
0: I don't know. Like, I'm not getting my hopes up that
2: they'll come to Clemson, but, like, at least entertain the idea. It's better to have a pleasant surprise than, uh,
4: I'm assuming by entertain the idea, we all mean like actually sincerely try to bribe them, right? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Anything like I'm, you know, I'm openly for, uh, bag winning players and all that kind of stuff. Um, it's not, it's not bribe anymore. It's, uh, uh, I'm just tampering tampering. Uh, the, the the line that Dabo said where
0: he literally NBA said he not look at it. anyone in the transfer portal last
2: year, it just repeats in my head constantly. Where it's you didn't even that's just look. pride. That that's his pride. He thinks he can keep doing it his way. And I mean, yeah, he won two titles fairly recently, but it's like you got to keep adapting, man. And the game has changed. It's not what what it was. You know, you can't keep wishing it's for almost, the good old oh, days. I
3: have, I have a
0: slew of screenshots where it's like Dabo criticizing Dabo.
2: Uh.
0: I mean, realistically, you could see the number of offer, like la- la- late stage, last minute offers in the next week or so go up. Um, maybe that class looks more like twenty by the middle part of next week. There's the late signing period in February, but to get to to close that like thirty four scholarly gap. Uh, maybe that is starting to look a little bit more like a ten transfer portal take
2: number, and that would be. I just, um, wow, I can't imagine yeah. that ever. That happened. I just I'm can't imagine I that happening. Third
4: ten spot treating, it,
2: that they Yeah, would spot treating a couple spots, sure, but that many? No, that that won't happen. Uh, I and you know, to your point about signing day in February, that's not the real signing day anymore. It for, you know, ninety percent of. The big recruits, right. it, it's over in a week.
0: Oh, yeah. That's, I mean, that's why the coaching carousel that's been so absolutely bonkers in the last couple of weeks is happening. They're trying to it's... rush for that. You, you know? gotta be early signing day because if you're yeah. that asshole that signs a class and then leaves the next day, you're, you're blackball. Like, you cannot be a coach for at least, you know, two, three years. Like, people remember. Yeah, I think even more than that, John, it's like schools want to get the jump. So the coaching firings and the coaching departures yeah. and the agreed upon exits just happen sooner and sooner. And it sucks when it's like coordinators that bounce or late stage coaches that leave. It just, yeah, it's, it's a bad situation. I just, Pandora's box has been opened here. Like, I just don't think it's going to change.
4: If we lose, what, I'm blaming everything on our coordinators being gone in this bowl game. If we win, they never mattered anyway. <laughs> setting the poverty line. Because Iowa right State now. is the,
0: they're the measuring stick of success for sure. We are the dogs like to that. Iowa State. They do have
4: incredibly tasty water. I will give them that. Yeah, we're underdogs to Iowa State, which is just. Uh, what? Somewhere. I know we we're, a one point, we're a one point dog at the line. Oh, oh what? I had no idea. I, hadn't even I, mean, I mean, I'm not stunned because it's Vegas saying, hey, look, you lost the only good thing in your life competency versus yeah. inco- look competent but less talented versus incompetent but talented i'm not sure what to make of that actually i can see but yeah no if you mm. go to the little like vegas spread thing that shows up on our website which isn't always the most accurate one but it shows us yeah. one point dogs yeah
3: i mean what's what's so tough about this is like we just haven't dealt with this level of turnover, and same goes
0: for injuries for this season, just completely spoiled up until this point and It's like this was bound to happen. I mean, we're lucky to have kept Venables on the staff as long as we had him um you know, I think everyone's pretty familiar at this point of the winning and everything else, but um i I think what we were talking about with coaching departures in the early signing period I mean that's been around for what three years now, three, four years, yeah it's just the first time we're having to go through those ramifications. So it's well, like, and I guess this might just be, be me being like overly worried about uh, the fan base itself. But if I feel like if we get through this and it's like nothing ever happens and we hired the correct person on both sides of the ball, if we need to, uh, and we're back in the playoff next year, Clemson is Clemson fans, at least are going to become Alabama fans, which um, speaking from experience, are very miserable people and will openly tell you that they are miserable. <laughs> like, I, I, it does worry me that if this ends up being a bump in the road and it ends up being totally fine, that the Clemson fan base will just become this point of if we're not in the playoffs, then nothing matters. And you see it a little bit already where it's like, who gives a shit about the cheez Bowl? Well, I give a shit about the cheez Bowl. I want Clemson to win still.
2: You know, uh, I kind of felt that Iowa State. In Denver, I'm
0: never going to
4: hear the fucking end of this. Yeah, play. no, I'm still traumatized by losing the Meineke Car Care Bowl. Putting on a seat in a locker. It is as simple as that.
2: John, to your point about you know always being bummed or bitter if if you know we aren't in the playoffs, it's a wasted year. I kind of felt a little bit of that after NC State. And, oh, absolutely, and probably a little bit after, like you know, a couple of close wins, like Boston College and Louisville and stuff like that. But I, I, I kind of started enjoying the growth we were seeing, as frustrating as it was, as meaningless as it was in the big picture. It was still kind of like. <sighs> The team was almost no, more, more endearing in
0: a way. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. Like, this is the most fun I have had watching a Clemson football team since probably the 2016 season. Just because I love to see Clemson have to actually give a shit and try. <laughs> I love it when games are down to the last minute. Like, that's yeah, my di- favorite
2: part. The difference this year is the stakes were lower, but yeah. It doesn't feel that yeah, way. But like, like
0: with the place. Georgia game at the end of the year, and the stakes are just as high until that game happens.
4: Mm. Yeah. And I also think that Georgia game was one of those ones that was so bad that it took almost everyone a month just to get their shit together.
2: Definitely. It yeah. ruined the confidence for sure.
4: Oh, yeah. And we didn't
2: have hey, a center. What do we think
1: about DJ going in the next year?
2: Um, I think yeah. he was improving a lot, and then he hurt his knee, and then that kind of set him back again health yeah. another off season to improve, get his body right again a, a year he? a year better he'll he'll be okay club Nick will push him I don't know if club Nick will pass him, certainly not soon well, i I just I think, really need to,
0: to to yeah I think he's fine at the end of the day kind of thing because I think there's so much going on around him that you just can't blame on d j that it's like Sure, he has looked like a deer in headlights at a lot of points, but when you get sacked constantly like that, anybody will. It's not his fault. Like, for unless Trevor, that Trevor Lawrence was, was getting number one his lap. Yeah, exactly. Where it's like, oh, the Boston College nose tackle can just destroy our offensive line by himself. That's not good
3: for your quarterback's confidence. Things do look to be shaping up on the O line. Um, you Know to be optimistic about
0: next year, like we had a lot of injuries. Uh, McFadden's coming back, um, you know, decent depth is expected. We basically didn't have a center for all of September, like from the Georgia game through NC State. Didn't really have we had Trotter, right? Um, Trotter and Trotter was out. I mean, it was an arm but injury. Also, honestly,
2: when's the last time Clinton had a good center? Huh, Guillermo, probably, yeah, Jay Guillermo. Yeah. Pollard Dude. was good in 2018, but he was, like, a converted...
3: Yeah, like, he, he started like out at
2: right player. tackle, I kind think. Of, yeah, yeah, he was just kind of there. Yeah. Oh, like no, he didn't who, was the guy, who was the guy in 18? It was Falcinelli. He was good. One of those guys who put it together, like, in his fourth or fifth year and then ended up being really good in 2018.
0: Yeah, but, um, like, we haven't had one of those, like, Dalton Freeman where he just starts
4: 55 games and is, yeah. uh, you know... Well, and that's what they're saying about this guy, Lenthek. I mean, the problem but, with that is every time we've had a, set, a lineman good enough to start as a freshman, we've had to park them out at left tackle.
3: Yeah. Yeah, Carmen and Hyatt.
2: That is true. Because neither of those guys are left tackles in... <laughs> well, I mean, I don't even yeah. know if Hyatt's in the NFL and Carmen's no, like, the right he... guard, probably. Well, and one of the,
3: one of the um, Virginia oh, guys, he's, he's, he's an award he's winner. So so I was saying,
0: one of the one of the Virginia guys that's entered the transfer portal is a center who's on, like, a word watch list. He's out there. And, yeah, yeah that's was, the one like, that I was, like, all caps, like, please, Dabo, for the love of God, if we get one center. Just and it, everyone's high on for Lynn,
4: him. for myself, Dabo. Please. Well, not me, Yes. Like, like, all of us, collectively. We can pitch it in on be, me. Yeah. Honestly, we really should start, like, an STS slash fund. where do you guys put the odds that dj wants to go elsewhere this offseason
3: i I haven't really been rumored, but where
2: else else can he go yeah it's it's zero unless clubnick comes in and pretty much makes it obvious he's going to start uh by the end of spring practice and then dj transfers in april or may it's it's zero unless that happens
1: yeah, I think, like, along that same line, if DJ's going to leave, it's going to be, like, he's going to cash out during the season when he gets, you know, when he loses the starting position.
3: Yeah. But I don't it's
0: going to be kind of, like, not to, like, even dog on Kelly Bryant, because I liked Kelly Bryant, but, like, he's going to do something similar to that, where it's like, oh, he gets replaced in the sixth game, and
3: oh, he's, now he's going to go start for some weird SEC team.
4: I mean, I was hoping that we would get, like, a, to a situation, which just might be much more narratively funny for me, but I do think Kelly Bryant is a very realistic possibility. But, yeah. you know, Kelly Bryant, Kelly Bryant was, I don't know, it feels like almost slander to Kelly Bryant. Kelly Bryant was better than DJ so far.
3: I mean, Kelly Bryant had a lot around him, too. Yeah, he had yeah, quite think- a bit
0: more around him. That's the big thing for me the rest of the way in recruiting and potentially through the portal on offense. Like, the pieces you need for me is just depth at the playmaker position. Like,
3: no, you right yeah, Exactly. Back.
0: Like, the idea that Clifton yeah. is like the wee too deep ethos or whatever you want to call it, it, it just hasn't been true since like
2: 2016. I hated that thing so much. Uh, no, I hated John, it too, glad it it you weren't the, around yeah, when all I, that was. <laughs>
3: It is this
0: idea that like Clemson just has like players on players on players, and they, they don't. It's if we learn that this
1: year, that's not. Exactly yeah, right. We well, have but, Daniel like, high school
0: players. That was, that was the case last year. That was the case the year before, and people just didn't see it because
2: you have enough to tape over it that it doesn't really matter. A quarterback and a running back taped over a lot. First round yes. quarterback and running back. I mean. Uh, so does anyone else feel like their dog died or something? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, oh, I, I think it's I good. mentioned it's that to good. y'all this morning. It's like I think I said that this thing. morning. It's-, it's like it was like putting your dog down after knowing for a year or two it was coming soon, and then it finally happens, and yeah. then you just you just watch him get off that plane in Oklahoma, and. That's that's the rainbow uh, rainbow well, bridge. Right, like,
0: yeah. I guess, I guess, part of me is especially sad because I did like have a huge chunk of me that was like, "Oh, he's going to be Bud Foster. Like, he doesn't want to do this." And then I'm just like watching him. It's like having somebody cheat on you almost. It's just yeah. Like, I,
4: I think I would say yeah. If, I just Oklahoma's I like convinced the, myself he was too weird to want to be a head coach, <laughs> and that <not>, right. <laughs>
1: I thought that too. Okay. And then I saw the paparazzi photos of like the Oklahoma AD like at his lake house or whatever. Yeah. Somebody was like hiding in the bushes, like taking pictures of, of the Oklahoma people riding up to to sign him. And I was just like, oh, this is, I can't take this. I, I think someone
2: was like staked out at GSP too when Oklahoma got, when the uh, Oklahoma admin landed. Yep. Oh, they were. Yeah. That's crazy. Security at GSP is very lax. So that wouldn't yeah. be surprise. Oh I know that's my home airport. <laughs> Although I'm I'm pre-checked so it's I just like breeze right through anyway but uh I was surprised. Yeah. It's pretty there nice. were, like,
0: No Redneck Vigilantes just coming out like barricading the driveway. <laughs> I was I mean, on the way.
3: My Ford Raptor on the runway.
2: <laughs> I was on the way to his lake house to just like, you know, start start some we're sort boarding. of kumbaya thing maybe a candlelight vigil
0: <laughs> no I miss them already I had to delete yeah. so many
2: photoshops
0: <laughs> I'm gonna burn my neon hat no
2: <laughs> no you hold on to that <laughs> How will, the defense, how will the defensive players see you? Otherwise, Tully. <laughs> right, and we we can't really be upset. It's like he he's going into a well, stepping upset. into a job. It's like it's oh, oh dude, no no he's, he's stepping into a blue blood blue blood program that is already just like set up to win like pretty much immediately like not Lincoln Riley or not Lincoln not excuse me uh, not, it, it won't be like Ryan Day success where it takes him two years to lose a game, but. Because, I mean, Oklahoma, the Big 12 is probably a little hard. Well, no, maybe Oklahoma doesn't have quite the talent Ohio State does. But they're, like, they've never really been down before. Like, if if Oklahoma offers you a job and you've never been a head coach before, it's like, holy crap, you you can't turn that down. No, this
0: was absolutely the only job I thought he would ever leave for. And it's like, I'm not not mad at him for doing that. But it's still just like, I'm not going to be happy about it.
2: Right, right. Absolutely. yeah. Oklahoma was like, uh, you know, if Dabo gets offered by Bama, it's like, you'll get it. It'll suck, but you get it.
4: Yeah, no, absolutely. I, like, um, I really am going to be interested to see what his offensive coordinator hire is, though, because, like, Big 12, identity-wise, is more SEC than the SEC is right Isn't now. Isn't he
3: hiring at
0: that old Miss guy?
4: Oh, wow, that's going
2: to be interesting. That's the report I saw, but, man, yeah, that's, that's what I heard. Yeah. I, I, I think your point about the SEC or the Big 12 being more SEC than the SEC is, or maybe it was the inverse. I think you're right about that because the Big 12 suddenly had decent defenses this year, and the SEC is just like once once Saban went pass happy, the rest of the league was like, oh, my God.
0: No, the Big 12 is definitely not the Big 12 that people think of from like whatever – Whenever TCU and Baylor were doing sixty-one fifty-eight, like the their champion this year, was Baylor, who was like a defensive slugfest, yeah,
3: and, and like scored. their other
2: three great teams are Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and Iowa State, that were all just defense. Right, and that the score in that title game was what twenty-one to 16? sixteen. Sixteen, like, yeah. yeah, it was. Well, isn't it so appropriate?
0: Isn't it so appropriate that now this happens right as Texas tries to get on the boat and hire Sark? To drive like the hot
2: <laughs> yeah. I just always uh, like <laughs> it, it's hilarious, you know, because they got the hot coordinator last year. It's like, whoa, Texas is gonna just blow it up. Wow, Access and then college the
3: football, they're just like 10 minutes behind everything else. All right, cool. Glad that killed the conversation. No,
0: it, it, it like <laughs> we compartmentalize here and. you are happy for for Brent. Like that's the school that you just don't, you you can't blame him for going to. And for Clemson fans too, and I've had to like, you know, it was was just not going to always be the case where he stays. Like it's not reasonable to expect him to do that. The Bud Foster thing, like would have been incredible um but we were pretty much deluding ourselves you know that well, whole time. But like like also you were diluting, like we were yes we were deluding ourselves but also to some extent it was like you look at the evidence presented he, re- he rejected the kansas state job which is where i thought if he went anywhere he would go to kansas state because he literally went to kansas state yeah, yeah and so after go. that i was just like i think we're good yeah like we've got bud foster
4: yeah, and I mean, Auburn. You know, like, thing that I maybe job. should have seen coming is Venables is pretty young. He's only like fifty, I want to say this year.
2: Well, yeah, he keeps drinking goat's blood, which keeps him young. I gotta say, I thought he was younger. Well, I, I just know.
0: I knew he wasn't young, young because he
2: had been at OU for so long. But right. Yeah, he, he just looks and acts younger. I mean that in a good way because you know I guess fifty yeah. isn't that young to be a first time head coach. Most of them oh, no. probably get it, you know, early to mid 40s, I would think, for their first head coaching gig. Maybe late 40s, but he's probably roughly in the middle of that bell curve, and he just seems so young because <laughs> he's crazy.
1: Yeah, I think all those Red Bulls count as uh, some kind of
3: preservative, <laughs> right?
1: Jimmy um, Green beans,
2: we're gonna miss you. Oh, I <laughs> yeah. What do, about what, do we, what do we do from here? What do we do? Like th- this is. The, wow, this yeah. Really? This, this is the like, we just accept the fact been. that
1: Clemson had a window of excellence. We won two national championships, and it's done. Yeah, I, I, I think you're I right. Think it's really, it's I do, I mind. think I think that's yeah. what it is. I'm not even kidding. It was I great. Think we're
2: going to go back to being like a top 15 program, and maybe top 10 sometimes. I mean, the only the only reason I
0: I blanched out a little bit is two things: the ACC, who's coming for us in the ACC right away, like yeah. right now. Miami.
3: Wake <laughs> Miami, okay.
0: So, and secondly, the playoff is going to expand. So, while I don't yeah. know that we're going to get back to the top of the hill, the money is going to keep flowing and coming in. Like opportunity will be there. So, I don't know. I Maybe think the, year's the top eight absolute dominance where it's going to be Clemson, Bama every year are absolutely gone. But the, I don't believe that like the window that Clemson could still win titles is completely shut for a lot of those reasons. Yeah, I guess yeah, you know, like, I right. want to explore what, what kind of like worst case looks like. I think it's if Dabo makes nepotism hires, doesn't embrace the portal, we're riding 60 recruits the next couple of years. Like Dabo on the hot seat, that could happen in like 4 years from now. You know, if he I mean, if, if he just if Dabo fine, these hires. next year, people are not going to be happy.
2: <sighs> I think that would actually force him to use the portal.
0: Yeah. But it, I, okay, so is there a point of no return where players sour on Clemson? You know, the brand, all of that stuff turns. Um, I don't know. I feel like it can snowball. So yeah, we're
1: already getting squeezed by Georgia. I,
2: know I think yeah. we're at the top of that that I think we're at the top of that hill right now. If there's to use your snowball metaphor, like we've been so selective in offers and always recruited light classes. Uh, to make ourselves like a premium brand. And that's great when you're winning, but one down year and suddenly that premium brand is like, huh. Yeah, no,
0: that goes back the, the, sh- the shine is idea. off. It was kind of predicated on,
2: we're Clemson.
0: You will want to come to Clemson because we're Clemson.
2: Well, now right. it's
0: not the case anymore. And now
2: it's like, oh, you went nine and three in the, a bad ACC and you look like crap all year doing it. Maybe y'all aren't a premium brand after all. And that, that's, that's, like, the first, like, body blow right there that, that's going to have to force a change.
3: Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Well, and not to be, like, Mr.
0: Like, old dude. It's, like, these damn kids nowadays. But, like, I do believe that in the age of social media where it's very easy to dogpile onto something that, oh, Clemson is shitty now, can become a narrative, you know, in a day. Versus it having been, you know, you know, weeks and weeks and months and months before a team starts to go downhill of all of this kind of talk.
4: Well, a lot of people also nationally, and like if we weren't Clemson fans, a lot of us would be in this group, are um, relatively eager on Dabo's downfall. Yes. So like, if you're not, so I think that's going to also contribute to the dogpile thing. Because so many people are going to be quick to get that shut, you know, the gr- dirt on his grave, because they just want to be rid of him.
3: Yeah, no, Dabo's was an easy person
4: to make fun of. Like nothing
3: against them. And when I think yeah. about programs that have sort of slid off or fallen off, whatever, like you know, the the ones that come to mind are like
0: USC and Tennessee and uh, Nebraska, <laughs> but. In Texas, but that, that's sort of, I guess Texas is probably the right one with like Mac Brown, right? Um, where if the coach stays, I think the other ones I mentioned, like USC, Nebraska, when, when their lead guy left, then after that, it was just like this search for, you know, they kept wanting more. Like Bo Pelini, nine wins a year, at Nebraska was not good enough. They fired him. And now they completely suck and it bottomed out. And like, I guess Mac Brown probably is the cautionary tale, which is really ironic because he's seemed to be kind of a mentor type for Dabo.
3: Well, and this hire Clemson guys thing is my biggest fear
0: because if we become a team like USC or Texas where it's like, oh, only people with Clemson experience can coach Clemson, that's, that's just a death note. Like, I, I've never heard of a program doing well because they hire I, their guys.
2: I don't think that's what it is as much as Dabo is, is hiring guys that he's either known because they played for him or he knew from his playing days himself. Um, or in the case of Todd Bates, guys that he's kind of, like, identified through camps. And, yeah, you know, a lot, most of those are going to be Bama and Clemson guys. Um, I, I, so, I, you know, if you look at it negatively, you can say, oh, he just, his ego makes him want to start his own coaching tree. But really, he's just putting the guys in place that he's vetted himself closely. Todd Bates is probably the best example of that because that's not one that you know is a former player of his or someone he played with himself. You, you know, you could look it's at the somebody. Somebody's mic's not doing well. That was I don't know what just happened. I heard. Yeah, that, that was a
0: that was a weird robot sound.
2: That scared me. Was that Nick? Well
0: but like I guess I guess my my issue is not that it's like some sort of like Dabo's hubris where he thinks he's amazing. It's more of like I would I really hope and like want Dabo to tap into whatever he was thinking in these like twenty ten to twenty thirteen range where he's hiring Chad Morris and Brent Venables, people that have nothing to do with Clemson in any way and are just good minds. And oh, like Chad yeah.
2: Morris, you can dog on him all you want, but he did change the offensive of culture at Clemson forever. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, and you know, given the amount of interest there's going to be from outside in these openings, presuming Elliott goes too. like, I think I said it earlier, but like, you know, pretty attractive program, extremely attractive compensation, quality of life, all that stuff. Like, there's going to be so much more interest. That yeah, commitment really to do. the
0: football program is not in question.
2: Right. We'd be doing ourselves a disservice if we, you know, if Dabo had already decided to promote from within.
0: Um, I, think it, I think it could be a tough. Can you guys hear me okay?
2: Yeah, yeah, you're better now.
0: Yeah, cool. I think it could be a rough one year period, like where we may lose some commits, we may lose some guys to transfer. If he makes the right hires and they can, you know, turn, make chicken salad out of chicken shit, whatever it is, like this coming season, that can get us back into the recruiting good graces. I think a question going back to alignment is, and do you guys know? Did Dan Rad like officially sign at Miami today, or is the 80 is he uh, potentially coming back to Clemson? I and that's an open question, right? Is the most, AD, pe-
2: most people seem to think he's gone. Nothing yeah, official. Gone. It, it's a it's a greater than fifty percent chance, from what I've been led to understand. And if he doesn't go to
0: that opening, like the guy is a builder, he wants to go work on facilities and kind of rehab right. programs and take him to the next level, which again go for it I we thank you
4: Men's track programs and like he can't do that here
0: <laughs> right um back. i just like that is an uh, another variable to this situation is the ad and like how quickly like does dabo have full hiring capability to go out there and Hires coordinators. Cool, but also, so, also how, how much does the AD even weigh into that? Because he was making his, his coordinator hires as Terry Don Phillips who was just becoming a shell of himself and wasn't an AD essentially anymore. Like I, I when he was making his Chad Morris and Brent Venables hires, Terry Don Phillips was you know
2: scheduling noon games because he didn't want to put in the effort for evening games. No, nah, well, TV always decided the games, but I think uh, I don't think the AD thing is going to be an issue. If Radikovic does go, the replacement is already in place. Uh, and yeah, Gr- Gr- yeah, no, that Yeah, no, no matter when Rad, no matter when D Rad goes, whether it's him leaving for Miami or retiring from Clemson in a few years, Neff is the next AD, and it, the AD is going to be in great shape with him. He's like the other driving force behind everything that's happened in the positive sense here
0: well and nev is like correct me if i'm wrong but he's the builder and radikovic yes, is
2: the laymaker. like uh, they're they're hand in hand on both of those but nev was like he came here and he was basically the cfo and radikovic said i need to make a new job for you so you can be my right hand guy and yeah um he, he's, he's kind of worn every hat
3: You guys want to talk about Georgia losing? Oh, it was fun a lot. About it. I, I know, truly. It, right?
1: yeah. it was great. As a, as a Clemson fan living in Atlanta, it was great. I mean, I, I had fully prepared myself for an undefeated Georgia national championship <sighs> season with a God tier defense. And so I was a little shocked too, but it was, I mean, it was nice. I mean, we don't need the type of white people we have in Georgia to be that emboldened by both the Georgia National <laughs> and a Braves World Series. Like, bad things will start to happen. Worse than are already happening. I don't know. <laughs>
0: I, I do feel like somehow a, uh, a 12-1 and Georgia that rolls in the playoffs and then just wipes the floor is somehow worse.
1: I just don't Get understand where Alabama is. Yeah, but I just, that I just think that I they're not going to beat Alabama.
0: No, I don't think they're going to beat Alabama either, but there is, like, this opens up the possibility of that happening. And uh, I, please don't happen. But, uh, John, I would say it's worse if they went 15 0 and just oh, none, yeah. unchallenged. And, yeah, we're,
2: like, they're screaming that they're the greatest team of all time and all that garbage. But, yeah, I try that with Stetson Bennett at QB, like, 15 0 <laughs> best team ever. When Stetson Bennett's your quarterback, it's like, come on. No one else is taking this seriously, and you won't shut up about it. Please just go away.
0: I watched that game from Dreamland in Mobile. It was uh, cathartic. <laughs> I mean, as much as we rail on Dabo about the portal, Kirby Smart refusing to play a superior quarterback.
2: That might be worse.
0: I, I think it is.
2: <laughs> it might be worse. Like, you know, have we, have we, played, we lost
0: titles directly based on that decision from
2: Dabo? No, I don't think we not have, directly, no, no. no. Indirectly maybe, but then again, we probably weren't I don't think we would have beaten LSU in nineteen. Twenty probably wouldn't have beaten Bama if we west well, like, like, Ohio State. Like, so, and there's, there's not a there's not a better quarterback in twenty nineteen than Trevor Lawrence, so Oh no, I, I was thinking in terms of like, you know, spot treating the roster with transfers oh, versus yeah, like
0: more safeties, whatever. Right.
2: Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I, I didn't mean, you know, finding a better quarterback than Trevor Lawrence.
0: <laughs> no, I know. I know what you mean now. Oh, He's ambidextrously good.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I went to that national championship. That wasn't fun either.
0: I mean, the beauty is if Michigan beats Georgia. That's the, that's the hope. Don't see it. National but... champion Cincinnati is my
2: only hope. I'm rooting for uh, Michigan and Cincinnati the way I rooted for Sherman, or would have rooted for Sherman. <laughs> grant back in the day just just burn it all down again please no uh, alex can... is actually 160 years old yeah i, I i'm saying hypothetically i'm rooting for uh, those northern schools the way i would have rooted for general sherman if i were alive in
3: 1860 something mm-hmm. burn left. it
2: all down again <laughs>
3: What else we you got, Nick?
2: We've, we've really pissed Ryan off now, haven't we?
3: Oh,
0: yeah. I don't know, guys. I mean, yeah, we've talked best case. We've touched a little on the worst case. I mean, what's, what, do you, what do we think? Probably outside higher defense, internal promotion to Brandon Streeter at OC. Is that kind of the most I, likely path?
1: I,
2: I think that's most likely, but I would rather it be the inverse. I'd rather keep the defensive mojo that is going so well. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I'm in the same boat
0: as Alex here. Yeah. I, I feel like the defense is working and like the 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 position coaches that have been there do understand the system in the way that Tony Elliott and uh, Jeff Scott did when Chad Morris left.
1: I mean let's and- let's throw the name out there we
0: haven't mentioned yet. We haven't mentioned Joe Brady coming in from Carolina. He was let go. I understand. I mean he was at LSU less than twelve months and was not interested in staying in college, A, for the salary of the NFL, but doesn't seem like recruiting is something he wants to do. But again, we've got a recruiting infrastructure at Clemson. Like maybe you get a Brady to come in to be like a passing game coordinator or just signal caller. Um, It's that or I don't know. There's plenty of like offensive names. I think
2: defense is a little more elusive. I'd be fine with him. Um, I know there's been a, a lot of his luster has fallen off given what's going on on with the Panthers and uh, people are pointing to him having like the most talented offense ever at LSU, which is probably accurate. You know, at the very least, it'd be a shakeup in in scheme, which is appealing to me right now, whether that's fair or not. It frankly is appealing for mostly irrational reasons, knee-jerk fan irrational reasons. Um but really I, I'm, I don't even know if I can speculate on any names like who I would want because the amount of people who are going to be flooding the inbox with resumes for all the reasons I've already mentioned it's, it's almost like what's the point in even trying to speculate ourselves because it's going to be such a long list I mean the name I've said all season <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's happening
3: happening again oh no, oh, happening arigato, <laughs> no. I like how, I like how Nick works for
0: Google and he, his internet is this bad. Meanwhile, I'm on a dock in Mobile, Alabama, and I'm
3: coming through crystal clear. Ooh. I just wanted to stunt on Nick there. That, that was it. Yeah, I'm here. Hello. Oh, hey. Any better? Nick's,
2: uh, yeah. on, that god- Nick's on that goddamn 5G rotting right his brain. <laughs>
3: Six D Um, Corn. That's what I was gonna say. We gotta go Ooh. hire Willie Corn. Look, he checks
0: Dabo's box. Willie <sighs> <of Dabo's sighs> corn is higher. a good
1: Willy Corn's a Ooh. good coach. It, Look, yeah, good coach every good box. coach.
0: It checks every box of Dabo yeah. yep. hire the prodigal son returning. Didn't quite live up to hype, but he could come back and redeem all that. I don't know. Block I gotta C, back in the day would be all about it.
2: You make a great point about corn. He would, he would absolutely be. Oh, another Clemson guy. Dab only hires Clemson guys. Yes. First of all, I mean that. Like, I'm a Clemson guy. I'm okay. with I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I won't even go there. But also a very successful outside hire. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he went on his own path. You know
1: what I mean? Uh, North right? Greenville well, for a while, and then you know.
0: But I mean, I, I, guess, I guess that's part of what worries me is that. He is a Clemson guy in the sense that, you know, um, Steve Sarkeesian was a USC guy or Tom Herman was a Texas guy, where it's like, yes, they had success somewhere else, but that doesn't always
3: translate. And I don't know, I guess I've been burned too much from having Buffalo Bills guys come in. I don't know. I mean, there there's a world where Willie Corn comes in and he's the best
0: coordinator Clemson's ever had. But. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's another question here is, like, would you guys like to see Dabo be deliberate and go find, like, the next five year coordinator on both sides of the ball? Or, like, are we cool with salvage this, you know, kind of triage situation, get the steady name, the proven guy, and, like, we have to, if that guy goes, gets another job. Like, I just don't, I think I I'm probably landing on the side of let's maybe take a year to find the next five year guy instead of just plug in a bunch of interchangeable parts like Nick Saban. because well, like the the reason I'm so torn is that like you bring in Willie Korn and if he's amazing then oh great, you have your head coach in waiting and whenever Davo leaves for Alabama or retires or what have you, you can just promote him when you've got your head coach. But I don't know, I just feel like that's also the quick way to get burned and Kind of
4: fall off. The thing with um, taking your time to get the next five year guy versus triage is like, you got a week till signing day. And just based on when we're losing coordinators, I don't know how much time they have to really get out ahead of
2: anything. Matt, I was just about to say that you can't, you can't really uh, wait to find your guy in a year with early signing in a week. They've got to yeah. get the best guy in there. And, and step one is like, you know, shore up or reassure and then <laughs> add new recruits.
0: I mean, do we, Dabo, maybe he did not expect this specific situation playing out. The Lincoln-Riley stuff was a complete change. Like that took people by surprise, obviously. Um, but I I do imagine he probably has maintained some type of a pipeline or a short list, you know.
2: He definitely has. He has a like a black book of sorts. And I, I do think that once... Riley left, I think Dabo knew venables was going to be targeted and going to be near the top. He's probably known for about a week um, and known almost for certain for you know three or four days now and he he's got a list he keeps, and he was probably thumbing through it quite a bit over yeah, the last week I, so he, he's got I definitely names.
0: agree that Dabo's probably on top of this like I don't want it to come off that it sounds like I'm just trashing Dabo because. I mean, he's yet to really not impress me with a hire. Because, like, even even his bad ones, Billy Napier, is like, well, Billy Napier's the head coach of Florida now.
3: He was a sacrifice,
0: I feel like, too. Yeah. He was. Yeah, my,
1: my dad was like, uh, it, bitching about that the other day. He still has, like, a bone to pick with Damo for the way he treated Napier. And I'm like, well, <laughs> I mean, I get it. I agree. But how does <laughs> yeah. Napier feel about Damo? I heard... It,
0: it worked out. I heard they... Yeah, it worked out for Billy, but over time, but I
4: heard they threw worked down out
2: for us too. Oh no, yeah, yeah. yeah. Napier I
4: described Saban as picking him up, quote, off the street, which implies that Dabo's the one that put him there. So that's also
0: Billy Napier gave up big I want the South Carolina job impressions, which, you know, kinda tells you. Yeah.
2: He didn't though, he turned them down. He, he turned it down at the
3: end because South Carolina is in the state that they're in, but like he was, he still went and interviewed for it and mm-hmm. all that. All right, well, uh, going to be an exciting
0: next few days. I mean, I think the the next shoe to drop is either Dabo does make a promotion internally. I mean, maybe he's working the phones and we get a surprise hire here. But I think the Tony Elliott news is probably first to come. So well, uh, the
4: first step is that we're gonna drop football as a university, and the Clemson offensive coordinator Urban Meyer. Oh God, that's
0: somehow. <laughs> I'm just here to hurt you. It's the worst idea that has been said all night. You're welcome. I love it. Yeah. Counterpoint:
2: You're saving Trevor Lawrence's career <laughs> and, and preserving, preserving that, in a, that word. preserving that uh you know elite NFL quarterback pipeline we have here. Right? Yeah, we've got two first rounders. Never mind. Well, but uh, I mean, at the end of the day, I really do
0: hope um, for whatever reason he hires Marion Hobby. I don't know why I think that's going to be such a slam dunk, but I do. I mean, another name I want to throw out there is hired, and this is, this is not need to be for a coordinator position, but to the staff is David Cutcliffe's out there and available. And he brought Peyton Manning up. We're trying to recruit Arch Manning. I don't know. Cutcliffe. He's not going to retire. I just assumed he would. He may not he's want to the, be a part of football, but he's he's going to fire Our kind,
2: yeah, I'm sure he does. And guys, we aren't getting Arch Manning anyway with a five-star oh, no. in the class before. Not. It's not happening. But I mean, Columbia
0: could be great. So I'm not going to,
3: you know, trash future recruiting
0: or anything like that. Uh, I mean, I think that's why this is not an entire doom and gloom situation right now. Is you the talent already on the roster and coming in. And I'm sure we will see some defection here, but I don't think even if Elliott goes, that'll be wholesale. And I don't think he's the reason Clubnik's coming to Clemson, right? Tony Elliott.
2: I think Davo's the reason he's coming, more so than, than anyone else. And I do feel like that's kind of the X factor, is that you have somebody
0: that is such a damn good recruiter at the top, that it's, unless he leaves, a lot of these people are just going to stay in place.
2: Yeah, and it's could, a lot of the things like that people, we like People to, like
0: to clown on Dabo, but people do right. Dabo.
2: It, it's a lot of the, the reasons people like to cl- clown on Dabo. I think ourselves included every now and then we kind of just roll our eyes at him. But those reasons are actually what attracted Club Nick. So, people like a goofy dad. Yeah, absolutely. I love the guy. That's yeah. why I can make fun of him. It's like, no, I can make fun of him, but y'all can't. <laughs> Just us. We're the only ones who are allowed to. Yeah, close exactly. To Absolutely.
3: Yeah, the
0: second the second nine that people start to trash Dabo, I'm like, hey, that's my that's my youth pastor. Don't do that.
1: Yeah, well, I'm pretty sure my mom rag on them. People are like sharpening their knives for Dabo. Like, oh, it's done. Oh, they're so ready. You know it what? He's so consistently immediate. surprised people. I mean, he made the Venables higher. He made the the Moore is higher. It's like, what do they? I mean, like. He's folksy, but he's smart. Like, I I mean, people think he's just some bumbling idiot that just lucked into good coaches. No, he knows what he's doing.
3: Yeah, exactly. And I don't know. It it is so quick that you see
0: all of the posts where it's like, oh, Clemson's finally getting their due. Like, at least they're going to fall off the cliff now.
1: And it's just, you don't know that's going to happen. I don't know that's going to happen. I mean, probably, but we don't know. I mean, if, maybe for a year if,
3: or two. But if like, the cliff they could is be just right like a, where they
1: were three years later, you know. Yeah,
2: if if the cliff is just you know a top ten, top fifteen program that punches above its weight every now and then. I mean, that's what we were in twenty twelve, twenty thirteen, and mm-hmm. yeah, that was okay. It was still a decent launch pad for a massive explosion if you get the right quarterback in. And
0: this is the worst closing season in years,
2: and we still
0: might win
3: ten games
2: and beat the rivals. So, like, yeah,
3: like. I don't know. I guess right. it's not all pessimism, but it does sound like that. Trust us, it's
0: not. Yeah. That's about the most upbeat note we can end on, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> eternal, um, eternal optimist, John McLean. Well, uh, thanks, ever. Thank you, guys, for taking some time out. I know, again, Alex, you're right on in terms of this feeling like we've lost you know, a loved one or a, a pet. Um, so, yeah, we can look back fondly on the, on the era, but Um, I don't know. You guys going to find it hard to watch OU games. I feel like I will find it hard.
2: I actually might. And it's, it's weird. They're, they're a school I've never really wanted to root for for no reason in particular, nothing against them, just never wanted them to do well. But now it's like, yeah, it's like red team bad. But now I, I think if I do watch their games, I can't not root for them. I like, I will root for Brent Venables. Absolutely. And you know what? It, Makes it even easier to root against Mike Gundy, and that's that's a win. I'm fine with that. Oh man, yeah. what an amazing silver lane!
4: Boone Pickens is shaking his fist up from hell right now. <laughs> um, all right, guys.
0: Well, uh, thank you for coming on. You guys have anything to plug? Chili, you have any shows coming up people should know
3: about?
1: Uh, I'm in the west end comedy fest uh next year um i've got a bunch of stuff coming up just follow me at um, hey it's chilly h-e-y-i-t-s-c-h-i-l-i
0: awesome and um any posts going up at scs are you guys going to write about bv or the bowl game i out? uh
2: i should get around to the bowl game it was a rough year for me actually getting around to any writing um and I, I might bring myself to sit down and type out an ode to Venables between, uh, between you know, just tears flowing through my fingers into the keyboard. Um,
0: I might as well say if uh, somehow anyone listening to this does not follow Shaking the South Line on Twitter, please do. Uh, that's me. Uh, and I'm sure I don't have anything
4: more to write about once we know who the actual replacement coordinators are, but right now I'm just trying to figure out what Iowa State is.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, I have the easy job with their defense being so similar to what what uh, we've run here with that 3 3 5 for the last few years. I
4: got nothing on. Like, what do you say a Brock Purdy is?
2: He's still there? You yep. can just focus on that running back. I mean, he's he's the the scary one.
3: I no, I guess Matt Campbell. I know what he does was Matt Campbell waiting for Jim Harbaugh to get
0: fired. Like it's it's strange he wasn't mentioned that much this coaching cycle.
4: With my luck, he's gonna literally coach the fucking Bears, man.
0: <laughs> he, he already signed a contract.
4: I I don't know anything about him, but I
0: just assume he has. Yeah, an extension that makes sense. Yeah. But James Franklin did too, and that thing after one more year is like easily—you can easily buy that thing out. So who knows? Oh no, extensions don't mean anything anymore. Yeah, like not to uh, go back into my boomer roots, but I just—I it
2: there. Nobody has ever gone into a contract year in the past, you know, fifteen years.
3: So. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, the real reason that you see extensions happen. Uh, nowadays is really uh, for the buyout.
3: Recruiting. All right, guys, why don't we
0: wrap it there? Thank you again for coming on. Uh, we will be posting this, and make sure you follow this crew on on Twitter. We'll have to get you guys out later on in the off season and the preseason
3: as all the dust settles. Um, so thanks again for coming on. Thank you. All. Thanks, Tilly to- Go Tigers.